welcome back to Face to Face on Race with Black and myself, uh, our final episode. So, so it's a milestone. Um, it's been a heck of a journey. I, I hope that you've been on it with us. Um, I hope that you have been able to watch all the episodes. It's great to watch one or two, but but uh, they they kind of it's kind of a narrative. It's kind of a journey. So uh, you may be missing important. Um, aspects of the journey if you've only been able to dip in or dip out but we're thankful if you've engaged at all and and some of you have engaged actively and come back with questions to us and we're really grateful for that because uh, the whole point was to have a wider conversation uh, and to stimulate conversation so so thank you to those who've reached out to us we really do appreciate that we know we're not perfect we know we don't have all the answers and we know that this needs to be this is a wider conversation for for um the body of Christ. It's it's not limited to to any two people. Um, so for our final episode, what we want to do, here's the plan. We just want to pick up one loose end. Uh, so there, there, probably was, there are probably several loose ends, uh, but there's one loose end in particular that we want to really address. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, and then we want to um, just reflect on our own, uh, on the journey itself and, and what it's meant to us as a final parting shot, as a final uh, um, rallying cry for for you guys to join the conversation. Uh, so, so, so just to reflect on, on on the benefits that we've had as we've gone on this journey, uh, as our one last effort at trying to encourage you to to um, to join the conversation. Uh, who knows? We may pick up one-offs going forward. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, so, so maybe this is not the last you've heard from us. Uh, but but uh, for now, this will be it. So let's jump right in, Black. Um, good to see you, man. Cool, bro. Good, man. Good to see you, bro. Uh, it's good so, to see you with, with your shirt. Yeah, yeah. No, Sunday best, eh? Um, you dressed up for the final episode, so that's good, bro. That's it. I want to just go out. I don't want people to remember me in my PJs. Man. That, that was <laughs> damaging for a lot of people. So I'm trying to redeem myself. Uh, yeah. So last episode, um, we wanted to pick up on one loose end that, that I think it caused a bit of a buzz for both of us in terms of our engagements with other people. Um, yeah. And that's the one, the episode on, on privilege and victimhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what perhaps people don't know, so, so let's just go back to that episode and just reflect on it. What, what that largely was, was um, you raising a number of concerns with the concept of of white privilege, and then we spoke about black victimhood. So, but but particularly with white privilege, you raised a number of concerns and 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 ventilated those concerns. And I was really just a conversation partner uh, in that we were engaging. But 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 I went away feeling perhaps uh, I I I needed to speak out more and and contribute more because I had a bit of a discomfort, and that was all on me. Um, and then and then people in our congregation engaged and said, hey, haven't you missed something here? So, so, uh, so what people won't know is that we've been engaging a lot off air on the issue, trying to get to the bottom of this thing uh, with white privilege, yeah. especially. Um, and so I want to let's, – let's frame it like this, right? So here's, here's my struggle with the concept. Um, and and with just discarding it completely. Okay, so 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 I look at myself, and I look at we mentioned Mandla from Alex, 
uh, in one of our episodes. So let's let's take Mandla from Alex. I look at myself. I look at Mandla from Alex. I look at these two people, and it's pretty clear to me that there's a massive disparity in in their lives. Right. Um, my life is several orders of magnitude easier than Mandla's life. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I know it's not just about work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I know, so, so we take it back a few generations, our great-grandfathers. Let's just imagine they're both on, on a fairly equal footing to start with. So, 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 so you often hear, or I often hear white people saying, no, but my grandfather, my great-grandfather came to this country with nothing but the shirt on his back and he worked really hard and, and that's how he got to where he was. So, so that's fine. My great-grandfather, Mandla's great-grandfather, they both have the shirts on their back, nothing else. My great-grandfather works really hard. He flourishes, he prospers because that's kind of the moral fabric that the Lord has worked into our universe, right? If you work hard, most of the time you will reap the benefits of that. Mandla's great-grandfather, he works really hard, but he goes nowhere. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he's boxed in by the laws, right? Mm-hmm. By, by, by a, a racist system that says Mandla, to Mandla's grandfather, Mandla senior, 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 mm-hmm. doesn't matter how hard you work, okay? Uh, you, you can only work in this space. And, and, and uh, you can only, if you want to better yourself, we're only going to pay you X to, mm-hmm. to, for your education, right? Because um, what do you need with mathematics? Uh, what, what are you going to do with science? So, so we're going to give you, you know, some, some petty change to, to sort out your education. And, um, uh, and when you work, you can only work in these areas. Uh, and, and, and you must be a migrant laborer. So you must leave your family. Uh, and you must go and work on the mines because we need labor on the mines. And... And so, so then he leaves his family and that creates, as we know, all sorts of social chaos. You take a, a mother out of, the, out of the family structure, you take a father out of the family structure, it leaves an imbalance. You take all the fathers out of a particular community because they've got to go and earn a living, it creates social chaos. And, and the same, that, that cascades down the generations, right? So even after the system is dismantled, uh, the opportunities because because you weren't off on equal footing. That that shirt on the back that lasted only for a microsecond. Um, but the moment they entered into 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 this life and tried to develop and better themselves, one could and one couldn't. One was severely handicapped. And then that cascades down the generations and through the communities until you arrive at Royden and Mandla, 2021. And so I'm saying why uh, should I not be compelled to help Mandla? Mm, that's mm, that's mm. my question. Which white privilege is saying you must? You know, you 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 must recognise this disparity and and you must respond accordingly. So yeah. so, so help help me. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I hear you, bro. Um, and. And I think, I think before just answering the question directly, um, um, there's obviously in light of the episode we, we did, we spoke about victimhood as well, black victimhood. And, and, um, I mean, I, I think that deserves a whole episode on its own. 
Um, but but uh, as a black person, one, I think there's there's a whole lot that that white privilege um, does um, that that really perpetuates black victimhood. Um, and and I'm not answering your question yet. I'm just throwing it out there to say let's let's mock that. I, I, I want us to get back to that at some point. And that was our uh, episode, right? So that was like the thrust of the episode: yeah. is that is that this thing is not helpful for black people in in several yeah. ways. And I think you listed at least three. So so yeah, I yeah. want to refer people back to that to say, listen, that. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that that doesn't stand in my struggle. Sure. I, I'm sure. acknowledging that. So that's an unhelpful co- concept. Um, so yeah. carry on. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 I think there's a whole lot of unhelpful things um, that uh, that perpetuate black victimhood, and, and the thing is, um, and, and people can go do their their research as well on this. Um, all the all the black heroes or black leaders that really fought um, against slavery uh, in in the U.S. fought against uh, uh, Jim Crow laws. The black heroes in, in our own context who fought against apartheid, um, and guys that we hail and guys that we say, yo, these, these, these dudes were voices. You know, they, they, the ones who really inspired a generation of struggle fighters and people who, who would, who would go out and get their freedom at whatever cost, right? Um, the, if you just read these dudes with an honest eye and just hear what they say, um, they, 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 they hated black victimhood. And they they saw how black victimhood um, can 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 play itself out even even when we have legal freedom as black people. You know, there's there's a there's an author by the name of Shelby Steele who speaks about how 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 freedom smacks black people in the face. Um, and 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 because the reason why he uses that language is because again all these other heroes that 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 I will name now and and just cite some of the things they said. Um, all, all of them, you know, we would say we, we, we are strong people as black people. You know, we, 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 ca- we're capable of doing anything. You know, we, we can compete at high levels with everybody. We're not victims. And these people had a visible, um, uh, oppressive structure over them. They saw that, you know, and there were laws again, Mandela's, Mandela's grandfather that, that kept them down. But they said at, at no cost, uh, at, rather at no cost, we're going to fight against all of this and rise because because we are human, like like all other humans. So so they really spoke against um, uh, uh, victimhood. And, and and Shelby Steele, who I, I just spoke about now, uh, speaks about how obviously we, we spent we spent a whole lot of time equipping ourselves and and learning tactics of how to fight against oppression, particularly apartheid for us. Uh, that when we did get freedom, that's why it smacked us in the face because we didn't have um, uh, the tools and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't sharpen ourselves with the tools of how to function in freedom, you know? So, so your grandfather had that. He, 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 he exercised or, or rather capitalized on all the opportunities that freedom gave him. Um, and so, and so there is, there is a, 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 a sense in which black victimhood is perpetuated because of this, 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 uh, this collision with, with freedom. You know, so so it's perpetuated because here I am, I'm free. I don't know, I don't have the skills, the language, I don't have the uh, the, the 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 abilities to to navigate this freedom or capitalize on this freedom. You know, and so there's there's a sense in which uh, black victimhood is perpetuated, and so all all these heroes we're, we're fighting for that, for us to get to the freedom. And so when we do get to the freedom, how do we then capitalize 
the, the opportunities and freedom to, to better ourselves and, and really pull ourselves by our bootstraps and compete at a high level like everybody else. So, so you think of Fred, Fred, Frederick Douglass, you know, who, who famously said when he was asked, um, what, what do we do with the Negroes? You know, and he said to white people, what, what you've done with the Negroes is, is, has been unhelpful. You enslaved us. How's about you just let us be? Just leave us so that we can stand on our own two feet, do our own thing. If we fall, we will learn, right? Um, there's, there's, I forgot the psychologist's name, but he, he speaks about this concept of, uh, self-efficacy, you know, and, and what he says is that, is that failure is not, is not supposed to, uh, be detrimental, but failure is supposed to be informative. And, and I think that's, that's the thinking behind what Fred, Frederick Douglass was saying. That as much as, yes, we were enslaved, as much as, yes, there is trauma, uh, but that trauma has somehow informed us in how we can survive uh, against injustice, against all hardship, you know? So, so, so your grandfather who worked, who came with the, the, the shirts on, on, on his back, had to push and work through hardship to get to where he was, you know? Slavery equipped us to do that. You know, um, and, and, and it's, it's obviously, it's, it's not saying slavery is a good thing. Apartheid equipped us to be resilient, to be strong people. Um, and so, and so Douglas would say, let us stand on, on our own two feet. If, if the apple rots, let it rot, but we'll, we'll learn, right? Um, black consciousness, the thinking behind black consciousness with Beagle, again, it was, how do, how do we get black people to stand up for themselves, right? Um, really work hard. Um, build our own systems again. I, I, this is why I disagree with Biko on, on separate, separate, separateness. So, so he, he wanted us to just basically self segregate and do our own thing. And, and any economist will tell you, you're not going to survive like that. You know, so, so that's the only thing I would disagree on, uh, with Biko on. But, but everything else, just the, the doctrines of, of black consciousness that, that we are valuable, that our blackness is not just mistake and all of that other, other stuff and that that we can work hard i mean black beaker himself black intellectual we hate him he's our hero right um so so uh, and after that uh, there's there's uh shall shall we still who, who i mentioned and shall we still by the way lived through jim crow he lived you know through civil rights stuff i i listening and reading shall we still now he he seems exactly like a a, a, a steve, steve beaker just in the U.S., mm-hmm. I, I I wondered what Biko would say to black people today if he was still alive. I it, mm-hmm. it just made me think what what would Biko say to to black people with all that he was he was trying to to teach and write at that point. Um, so again, Shelby still says we 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 can stand on our own two feet. We can we can really work hard as black people. So so I, I wanted to say all of that just to say I think I think obviously it came from that episode. There's still much to say um, on that, you know, um, and I think I think much of it, for me personally, informs even how I answer the question of white privilege. Um, and and as a black person, before uh, I mean, the, me being a Christian is my primary identity, and that's the primary reason why I reject uh, white privilege. But secondary to that, as a black person, white privilege does exactly what Douglas said: white people should stop doing. Let, let us figure ourselves out. Every other group in the world has been able to stand and figure themselves out. Your grandfather figured himself out. My grandfather didn't have that opportunity. Let me figure myself out. You know, there's, there's issues I have, the skills I need to learn. You know, if I'm going to learn how to run, 
and, and right now, apartheid crippled me and I can't even crawl. Let me figure out how to crawl, you know? Let me do it. You are allowed to do it. Let me do it. Let me crawl. Let me learn how to walk. Let me learn how to run. Um, and, and I can own all of that stuff. And, and it, it, like, like your grandfather had pride in all that he built. Let me have pride in all that I built. There's dignity in work. God mm-hmm. gives us that at the garden. There's dignity in work. And so, and so let, 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 let us be, let me stand, you know, let, let me be conscious of my blackness and how I can maximize that for the sake of, of helping my community, building my family and making sure that we can all compete, um, at a high level. And again, it benefits South Africa, it just doesn't benefit the black community, right? So, so as a black person, that's why, and again, a lot to say, but to answer your question, I think one, as, as, as a Christian, the, the thing that I was pushing back on is the motivation behind, behind white privilege. Um, so, so there's, there's a sense in white privilege that, 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 uh, uh, encompasses white guilt. And obviously the white guilt comes from, you know, the legacy of apartheid and, 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 and apartheid was an unjust system. It's evil, et cetera, et cetera. And so now in, in the, in the greater culture, and people who embrace white privilege. Um, the, the, the thing that is, is, is fought against is obviously racism. And so the, the, the people, the white people who acknowledge their privilege, what white privilege is asking you to do basically is to say that you are, you are anti-racist and you, you don't, you don't associate yourself with, with racism. You, you basically, uh, remove yourself, um, again from, from, from white racism. Um, and so, so you, 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 you come across and you, you base, you basically the, 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 the white ally, you know, you, you the white that stands on the side of, of the blacks, right? Um, and, and, and so how do you, how do you get there? Well, you need to do a couple of things to show that, that you anti-racist. You have to do a couple of things to show that, that you disassociate yourself with white racism, you know? So it's helping Mandla. Go to Alex and help Mandla. You know, make sure that that your domestic worker gets paid uh, the, the 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 right wages. And, and the thing is, all of these are good things. You know, Mandla, if if Mandla is struggling and you want to help him, great, go help Mandla. I, Mandla doesn't have money, he doesn't, or he doesn't have access to quality education. Whatever the case is, go help him. That's good things. But but then what tends to happen there is there's obviously a a, a, a workspace religion, right? Now I, I'm working. Basically to redeem myself from white racism, from white guilt, from, 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 from all that white privilege basically calls out in me. I'm, I'm working hard to redeem myself. So next. Um, so, so yeah, so what I was saying, obviously just speaking in light of the motivation behind, uh, what, what white privilege is really calling white people to do. Right. So, so, so I think, I think at, when it's really fleshed out, um, you, you, white privilege calls you because of your white guilt, because of the racism that has been experienced in, in, in the past, for you to, to then um, appease yourself and detach yourself from, from from being called a racist or associating yourself with um, with white racism. And so and so you'll you'll do a number of of things that that are good, right? They're good. I think helping helping people get paid. The right wage is good. If you have a helper, and most helpers happen to be black, and you're fighting with the rest of the people in your estate or wherever you live on your streets, and you're saying, "No, we need to pay our, our, our work as well," um, I think all those are good things. Um, 
and and so and so and so people will do that. And 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 the motivation again, which is what I'm speaking towards, is one day when, like all humans, you trip up and you say something stupid, right? Um, you will easily go back to your to your works and say, I I cannot be racist because white privilege says that I one I acknowledge my privilege, so so therefore I I cannot be associated with with white with white racism. Um, because I acknowledge my privilege. But secondly, look at all the my all, all my good works. So surely all my good works redeem me. Surely all my good works should bring some glory to me as somebody who has dissociated themselves with white racism, who 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 is anti anti racism, because that's what the, the the social justice scholarship and activism calls for. You you need to be anti racist, and and here's here's how we define anti racism to look like. Uh, and so you pull out all your works to say, but I, I, I match the criteria. White privilege has enabled me to match all the, 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 the criteria necessary for me to not be considered racist. Um, mm. And so, and so, which has been the the, the biggest, uh, I think, thrust in everything that we've been saying from the first episode. That 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 if 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 that's the, where the world is again, it's very hopeless. Uh, a, a white person who subscribes to 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 white theology, um, I, I, I mean, to white to white privilege. I, th- I think one again, the 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 the, the blow in racism has been softened, you know. So 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 you use your works to justify your your racism, um, and 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 call and basically do away with it because you you helped Manga and his sister and, and maybe his aunt or his neighbor in Alex or Tembis or whatever you helped them. So, so it softens the blow on your racism, the real sin that is in your heart, the real sin that will manifest out of all of us, you know, white, black, Indian, colored, Asian, all of us have, 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 uh, racist tendencies because we, we have biases. So, so for a non-Christian, I, I, I just see that as hopeless. I see that as, uh, again, just a, a gospel of works. It's legalism. Um, that's why white privilege will, will call out. So I'm saying to, to my white brothers and sisters, if you subscribe to that, uh, you, you are rebuilding again the, the wall that the cross of Christ demolished, uh, the wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile, and obviously in our instance between black and white, uh, where the cross comes in square and says, yo, you, you, you are one now. You are one humanity um, in, 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 in Christ. I think I think subscribing to to white privilege diminishes that reality, diminishes diminishes that call for for all of us to to let go of our of our biases, come out of our little ghettos, come out of our enclaves, and say we we are partnering with God in building this one true humanity. Um, so so I think it, 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 it downplays that um, because the motivation for the Christian should be the cross. The motivation for the Christian should be the gospel. Um, if 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 you black white Indian colored we particularly talking about white people if white people want to help people who are who are poor right you 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 have to do that because of the gospel not because of your whiteness your 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 whiteness is secondary to to who God has called you to be God has called you a Christian first and foremost and He has given you through the cross gospel privilege. For 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 the for the fact that we would stand in pulpits and preach about the 
doctrine of election. You did nothing. You did nothing to, to earn that salvation that you had. You did nothing to be called a child of God. You did nothing to be called a Christian. And so God gives you gospel privilege. He opens your eyes. Right? He gives you that, 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 um, that life. And John 10, you know, life abundantly he opens your eyes. He makes you realize your, your own sin. He makes you realize the sin of the world, the sin, the sin of people around you. That's, that's a privilege for you to have. And, and so even, even if we use that one aspect of God opening your eyes to your sin, um, and the brokenness around you, that, that is, that is motivation enough to say, look at what Jesus has done for me on the cross. I, I cannot squander that privilege while I see poor people around me. Uh, it doesn't matter if the people are black. It doesn't. Because uh, there's poor white people, there's poor Indian people, there's poor colored people around us. There's poor people around us. Yes, the majority of the poor people in this country are black. We 80%, uh, uh, we constitute 80% of the population. So there's, there's more of us. There's more black people. So, so, so I, I, I want my black, my white brothers and sisters to, to realize that you, the gospel doesn't call you to appeal to your whiteness in order for you to do what the gospel calls you to do. And the gospel calls all believers to do that. So, so the motivation again, uh, that what I was pushing for in, in, in that episode is that, that God has given us, uh, such, such a great privilege in, in, in Christ and, and with the gospel. How, how do we speak of generosity? How do we speak of people using, uh, uh, their riches? I mean, off air, uh, you, you were, you were quoting, um, second, you know, first Timothy, just how, how there's, there's a call. Of, yeah, for for rich people to use their their wealth, um, so so that so that uh, God's God's kingdom can be built. If you're a white person and you're wealthy, uh, uh, yo, there's there's a higher call over and above your whiteness. There's there's a higher call over above the, the imbalance and the injustices of our of our, our country, injustices that that are real, right? Imbalances that are real, and and as you as you put it. Uh, at the beginning, uh, we are sitting right now with what what a lot of people are calling the most unequal country in the world, and and we can say we can we can see some some of 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 of, of those results um, as as a as, as as a reality because of of our history, and and all of that is there. But there's a bigger motivation for the Christian. There's a bigger call for the Christian. Um, God did not waste his time by by giving his one and only begotten Son. Um, so, so that we can, we can say, well, well done, God. It's, it's nice. We'll, we'll use the cross for everything else. But when it, when it comes to leveraging our privilege, hey, we, we want to use our, 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 our grandfathers and our forefathers past mistakes as motivation for us to do what you call us to do already in the cross. You call us to do that. Um, and so, and so I would say to my brothers and sisters, look, look at the beauty of the, of the cross. Think about the forgiveness that God has given you. He's treated you in the cross more than what you deserve. You, you have been privileged to be somebody who has their eyes open. You are privileged to, to be in a family like this. You, my brother, as a white person, you're mm-hmm. privileged. Most white people won't have that privilege because of the history of our country, because of how Satan has divided this, this, this nation. But God, in the beauty of the gospel, unites us again. Uh, and that's a privilege for you. You, you you're not going to say, when racism comes out of your heart, at least I believe you're not going to say, Oh, at least I have a black friend. We have 10 episodes to prove that I'm not racist. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not going to do that, you know, but, but you will say, shucks, 
Like, if racism, like what you said in the previous episode, if racism comes out of you, you think about all the, the black legends in, in our church, you know, and, and, and one, one of them has gone to be with the Lord right now. But, mm. but you think about all the black legends in, in our church who have all the right if we take if we take the premise of white privilege and, and, the, and the motivation from, from the history of our country, all the rights in the world to basically treat you like dirt because of what your, 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 your forefathers have done to them. But they don't. They motivated by the gospel to treat you as a human. They motivated by the gospel to love you like how, how God loves them. When, when they hear the command, love God with all your heart, strength, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, they know how they love themselves. And so they extend that to you as a white person because of the cross. So, so how, how do we then say to our white brothers and sisters, well, it's fine. You, you don't have to obey that commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. Think about, think about, think about the, 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 the imbalances of our country. Go back there so that you can try and, and help out now. No. Help, help now because of the privilege that you get in the gospel. You, you are called for a, a bigger call, uh, in Jesus. So, so I would say that the, the white non-Christian, I'm praying that you get saved. I'm praying that, that, that you would, you would find, that Jesus would find you and that you would give your life to Christ. Live life, uh, fully and what is truly life. And, and for my white brothers and sisters, I would say to you, don't, don't give up on life. God has given you life. Uh, you, you are free in Christ to say, hey, black, I've never been to Tembisa before. That's, that's where I grew up. I, I've never been to the hood, bro. Uh, can, can we go? You know, let, let me see how our life is there. I, I know from reading the papers that there's poor people in Tembisa. But if you've never been there, you've never breathed in the air, you've never touched the ground, you've never communicated with the people. Um, again, I think it's, 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 it's what Frederick Douglass said, you know, you, you, it's, it's again, white people sitting somewhere in Santin and thinking, oh, there's a bunch of poor people in some township. Let me just dish out money um, so that so that I, I can sit here and say, well, I, I, I did my, my, my work and, and here's my, my, my penance that I'm paying, you know. Mm-hmm. But in Christ, you're free, bro, to come with me, to come see my family, to come see how, how they live, you know. And so even then, your generosity, your giving is not just going to be informed by the newspapers but it's informed by real life. That's what our king did. He came and he lived among the people. He saw them. He saw the, 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 the oppression. He saw the, the suffering. He saw, he, he was speaking face to face with the, with the woman at the well. He, he saw her for, for who she was, spoke to her. He wasn't supposed to speak to her as a man, as a rabbi, as a Jew, you know, but, but he saw her and spoke to her and, 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 and could heal her, love her properly. And you're free in Christ to do that, to walk with me, um, so white, white privilege and puts you at a place where your whiteness becomes, becomes the idol. You know, your, your whiteness is, is what you will use to appease yourself. Um, obviously under the, the, the guise of, of, of white privilege. So, so, so you're appealing to your whiteness. You're appealing to your race as opposed to appealing to, to the gospel. Um, and you know, and so that, that was my pushback. Yeah. No, so, no, that's, I mean, it's so helpful in many ways. Um, you know where you know where you see evidence. I think of the kind of heart dynamic that you are speaking about. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in other white people. When we're motivated by by um, this system of penance that we're describing, right uh, uh, under under the under the banner of white privilege, um, 
we very quickly get self-righteous. So it's the same with any works righteousness program. If I'm yeah. outperforming, if I'm outperforming someone in my political correctness, uh, I look down on them. So, so yeah. I now, I now hate uh, a person caught in their racism a thousand times more than most black people would because I'm, I'm puffed sure. up with this self-righteousness. Look at me. I am, uh, you know, I'm part of the movement. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm in. And, and, and really, the, all I've done is conform to this, this, this system of works righteousness. Um, and so what I think you're calling for is take your white guilt. Fine, there's white guilt. Take it to the cross. Amen. And then from the cross, move out in love. And, and that is a Amen. much higher bar than anything and a much more sustainable motive. And it, and, it, and, it, and it will only come from a place of deep humility because you've gone to the cross. And at the cross, it's just you are exposed. You're naked. You see how, just how wicked your heart is, whether you're politically correct or not. Um, and you move out from that place to love people. And then I look at Manda and I don't use yeah. him as an instrument in my own redemption which is ultimately self-interested. I, I see him as a brother made in the image of God, someone I should love, someone who's struggling. I have means, perhaps he yeah. doesn't. And I can talk to him without being patronizing and saying, listen, I've got my solution. Or here's my check, which yeah. may just ruin him because there's no relationship. You, and you dehumanize him. I dehumanize him. He's, he's just part of my ritual. Right? He's part of yeah. my religious system. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like incense that I'm burning uh, uh, to make myself yeah. right with exactly. the culture and right with, with God. Uh, and, and so I'm not loving him as a human being. And so what we're saying is, listen, guys, we're not calling white people or anyone else to a lower bar than white privilege. The gospel calls us to a much higher bar. And it can only yeah. do that because we go via the cross. Because our righteousness is in Christ and nowhere else. And so he's the one who, who, who frees us to love genuinely, imperfectly, but genuinely. So I think, I think we've moved closer on this one, man. And I think, I think you really helped me. Um, as we always say, guys, yeah. it's not the last word. Do you want to, do you want to throw any, any last comments there, um, Black, before? Yeah, we so, yeah. So, so I, I think. Just uh, and I, I mean, I, I threw in the, the the comment of dehumanization, but that's what happens. You dehumanize people, and and you go back. Uh, you know, all, all all that we've been saying in the previous episodes. You're basically going against Genesis 127 when you dehumanize people. You know, and 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 then again, I would say, what what's the difference when apartheid visibly oppressed people, but you're just using them as instance now? It's, just, it's you know what I mean. This is just a a lighter version where there's no, it's not legislated, you mm. know, but I'm like, it's, 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 it's the same heart. It's, mm. it's, it's using people, you know? Mm. Um, so, 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 so that's, that's one, but, but another thing I'll, I'll end it here. I said it off air, but the, the, the tends then to, when we look at the scriptures, you know, the tends to, to be this, this wall of hostility that, that is rebuilt again, where there's, there's black Jews on one side and, and white gentles. And, and so what the black Jews are saying to, to the white gentles is that you need to be circumcised in order for you to, to be part of the conversation. 
And circumcision looks this way, you know. Uh, here are a couple of things you need to do. Dissociate yourself, whatever. Um, be, be anti-racist, etc., etc. So the black Jews then set the, the agenda and not the cross. And mm-hmm. we, we would preach against that. Or heartedly, we, we, we would again, I said it off air, I'll say it here, but we'd burn that pulpit. We'll go kick that pastor in the face for saying, for, for preaching that, you know. Uh, but, but I, I think because we want to be palatable to the culture, we want to be politically correct, we want to be sensitive, we, we're really just squeezing the gospel and putting it in a corner and shoving it there and, mm. and, and not letting it be the power that Romans 1.16 tells us it is. It, it's the power to save people. If you really care for black people as a white Christian, yo, you, you know that even if you give them all your wealth right now, without Jesus, they're still going to hell. You know, you, 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 you can do whatever. Right? All the good things, again, they're good things. You can take all their kids from, from this generation to the, to four generations later, take all of them to the, to the best private schools. Without Jesus, they're still going to hell. You know, mm-hmm. so, so if the gospel is not what's moving us, again, it's, 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 it's all in vain. So, so I just wanted to say that let's, let's, let's not be black Jews and white Gentiles. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's just be Christians because mm-hmm. of what Jesus Christ has done for us. He's broken that wall. Let's not rebuild it. He's given us the cross for us, for us, especially in our country, bro, in our country with how everything is. He's given us an opportunity to paint a beautiful picture of what he's doing so that, so that people out there in the world can know where, where hope is. So, mm-hmm. so let's not, let's not be counterproductive and go against what God is doing. You know, so let's, let's really love each other. Go back to the foot of the cross. How is that informing us to go? Like what you said, move out in love you know, to, mm. towards the culture, towards people out there. So uh, I'll, I'll end it there, bro. Amen, amen, man. And, and I think what you just demonstrated for people, which is so apt in our final episode, is, is what we're trying to do is say, guys, we have the resources we need in the scriptures. So, 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 so the culture can stimulate us. It can stimulate thoughts. Um, you know, we can, we can, we can see something of the truth in what Biko is saying, and we can see something in the, of the truth in what Shelby is saying. Uh, but, mm. but we have what we need to tackle these problems in the scriptures. And, mm. and often what the culture will give us will be a half-truth, which is the most dangerous kind of lie. Uh, and, and it carries a whole lot of freight that we just don't see that gets smuggled in with this, this concept. And so we have to measure everything by the scriptures, and we have to keep flowing deeper into God's word to us to appropriate the riches there to, to be able to, att- to tackle any social issue. Uh, and so, and so that's, that's a really res- like a, a ringing bell uh, um, that we want to, we want to close on is guys, let's go to the gospel for the answers. Uh, let's right. not just imbibe everything that our culture is giving us because, because right. there's, there's real pitfalls there for us. So we want to change gear now, man. And just just to close it out um, is to is to just think about reflect on for us to reflect on what if anything have we gotten out of this whole process? Just the process, um, uh, with a mind to to maybe encouraging others to to join the conversation. So why don't you kick it off for us, man? Yeah, yeah, let's go, bro. Um, so so for me. I think just what these conversations have done um, um, is a number of things, you know. So, so one, and I said it in a previous episode, just my my passion for 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 
for, for black people, loving black people, being born black, being born in a black community, etc. Um, I think, I think my my wife is calling it an awakening, because because I, I I subscribed to to all this thinking before, right? Um, so so and again, I said it. There's receipts. You can go on our website. I, I preached against white privilege, believing that it's a thing, blah blah blah, etc. But but it, what these conversations have done really asked me to be critical um, about my convictions, what I really believe in, you know, what I'm really passionate about. Why am I even in, in these conversations about race? You know, am I just in it because I'm a church leader and that's what a leader is supposed to do? You're supposed to be well aware of everything, you know. And why am I really in it? You know, so so I think those questions really really got asked and, and answered as well, you know. So so even in light of everything we shared now, how with how we started this episode, just just my clarity on who Jesus is and 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 how he's informing everything, how the gospel is shaping my reality, you know. So so even my passion for black people is shaped by the reality of the cross. Even my 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 passion to be in these conversations for the sake of saying, as a black person, I, I want to make sure that black people know that they're made in the image of God. That is even informed by the reality of the cross. And and I think just spending these weeks with you, chatting, having a, a exchange of ideas, you pushing back, me coming at you, vice versa, um, you know, has really really pushed me to 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 be clear in my convictions. Um, I think I think before these conversations and 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 then I, I think even subscribing to to some of the, the the ideologies that that we've been critiquing in these conversations drowned my voice. My voice it, it just felt like what what are, what are, what am I what am I bringing into the conversation as a Christian? You know, as a black Christian, what am I bringing in the conversation? Because because it's clear you know what white privilege is. Just deal with it. You know, so do what what privilege tells you to do. You know, we know what black inferiority is or or black victimhood, you know, just, just get on with the thing, you know? And, and I think how, how, how I saw that, that, that my voice is, is drowned in all of this is that I just did not take responsibility as a Christian, as, as somebody God calls to, to steward the world, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and all that, that, that God has, has given him to have dominance over the, the, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and all of that, to be an active participant in building culture an active participant in shaping in shaping the the world around me with the gospel. I I threw away responsibility because I was like, hey man, there's a big conversation. You know, white people seem like they 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 figuring themselves out. One time we tell white people to keep quiet, don't speak. It's our turn to speak. One time we're like, yo, white people, you can come and speak. I'm like, oh, the com- the things the thing is moving. You know, we we talking about racism. But but I realized that I, I was drowning in all of that because I wasn't clear on my convictions. I wasn't clear about 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 how the how the scriptures inform all of, all of the stuff, all of these these different components of this conversation. I wasn't clear about how the gospel should be the 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 sense of all of this and how it anchors me and anchors my views and my convictions. Um. So so I think I think these conversations, bro, have have really yeah. Have really woken me up. I, I, I was laughing uh, this morning, speaking to a friend, saying uh, the irony of calling myself woke now. Um, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, it, it does feel like the gospel really woke me up, 
and 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 just us saying, listen, yes, we want to engage in the conversation, but we want language that's littered by the gospel, that's authentically South African. And just even referencing that with every episode and saying, bro, we can I, we can wrestle things out. Things can be muddy here, but remember that this is the backdrop. This is where we're going, you know, and this is what we're fighting for. Mm. So it's helped me to be to be very clear, which I think a lot of Christians um, are not clear right now because the culture is so loud, you know. Activists are so loud. Social justice activists are so loud that that Christians feel like sheesh, you know. First of all, I'm being accused of following a white Jesus, and then I'm going to come here and try and and have some some uh, honest conversation because as a Christian, I still want to give people the gospel. But I'm going to be prevented to do that because, again, it's just, you know, I'm not clear on where I stand. So I think for me, just the cry as well to say people who've been watching this, particularly in our church, I, I, I hope that even as you engage with us and we want you to still come back. This, is, again, is not a conversation that's ending because this is the last episode. But so that you can also sharpen your convictions. You can also be firm on where you stand uh, on the gospel, which will empower you. Again, to, to love people properly, you know, not to go speak to white people because you, you, you want them to just say, yo, okay, I acknowledge that, that I'm racist or, 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 or just to say to black people, hey, I, I wanna, I wanna empower you so that you can go fight with, with the white people. That, that is not the, the sum of why you, you engage in these conversations, but it's the gospel. You want to see people who were, who were dis, uh, uh, historically disadvantaged, people who were told they were nothing. To know that they, they are image bearers. You wanna, you wanna humble those who thought that because of their whiteness, uh, they, they, they're more superior than everybody. You want them to hear the gospel and be humble, you know? So, so, so I think it's just given me clarity as, as a Christian, bro. And, and it's been, it's been super dope. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of other things, but another thing, it's helped me to, to identify where, where the preacher stops preaching and, uh, Maggie McIntosh or Kimberly Cremshaw starts speaking. You know what I mean? It's, it's really helped me to say, Hey man, like as I listen to sermons and, and most churches want to address the stuff, people want to talk, but it's these conversations have helped me say, I think, I think you, you have stopped talking. God has, has been moved out of the equation. You closed the Bible at, at some point here and, and critical theory started, uh, critical theorists started speaking, you know, white privilege, Maggie McIntosh. Uh, intersectionality, Kimberly Crimshaw has started speaking. So it's just helped me identify that to say, hey, hi, this, can, can we come back? Here's, here's where the gospel is. Can, can we actually come back? You know, so, so it's, it's, it's with all the other voices that just seem like, well, oh, there's good things here and, and, and how things were entangled. It's helped me to identify different voices and say, that's not gospel. That's not beneficial for, 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 for the kingdom, you know, as much as we can say, there's other good things that these uh, ideologies bring, but at the core, they're, they're antithetical to the gospel. And so it's helped me to say, listen, we, we fighting for the bride of Christ, man. When Jesus comes back and says, what, what did you guys do with my bride? I can't say, ah, Lord, I, I just put lipstick on her because I, I thought that she didn't look as pretty, you know, bread and change the shoes because the culture said the latest trend now is all stars. And so he, he put an all-star on her and we took off the, the stiletto that you left her in. No, we changed, we changed her veil, Lord, because, you know, white privilege said that we need to paint it a little whiter, you know? So I'm like, we, we're dealing with, with the bride of Christ. 
and 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 God is going to keep us accountable as leaders when when he comes back. What did you do with my bride? And I think us hashing these conversations out has even given me confidence as a leader to say, yeah, Lord, like I'm not I'm not obviously relying on my confidence, but again, the confidence that I find in the scriptures, in the gospel, um, to say, sheesh, I, we can go back to that's objective truth. That's what we're fighting for. That's what will matter. Um, so, so I've, I've benefited quite a lot, bro. And, and it's just been dope hanging out with you, getting to know you more. I, yeah, I think my love for you has grown and it's just been, it's been dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me pick it up there, man, and just say, yeah, if anybody's learned in this process, it's been me. So, 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 so let me encourage people by saying a couple of, just a couple of things that I think you've already said. Um, if you want to make a friend, uh, or deepen a friendship. This is a fantastic way to do it, and and right. and and I think I think certainly that's been the case for me because we've because these are such real issues, right? So so this is not a, this is not this is not like acquaintance stuff. This is really like if you go back to our first episode, you know, we're bearing all. We like oh, this is this is this is what my what my lived experience is. You know, this is how I grew up. This is how this is where I really struggled. This is. This is my shame, you know. The, let me let me let me take you back office and show you the clutter and the mess, and the, and, and you're gonna smell some of the stench. And, and but this is who I am. Um, so so I think I think you know to 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 go into an area that's really painful with another human being results in in a kind of bonding that you you, you it's it's difficult to get otherwise. So so for me. The, the same thing is true. Like just, just walking this journey with you for, for, for these eight or nine episodes has, has really been um, a privilege at the level of, of, of making a friend, which, which is a priceless thing, you know, uh, building a friendship. Uh, Christian friendship is, oh, there's just very few substitutes for it, you know. So, so we want to encourage you guys like, like that in itself is a prize. And because of the, because of the, the, the nature of the, of what we're talking about, um, to talk about these things, you're going to discover somebody's humanity and, uh, and it's going to break down so much of that prejudice that is in our hearts. Like you, you discover a, a human being. And so, and so maybe the way to kick it off is if you have some sort of relationship with someone at church who uh, uh, you feel you could have this kind of conversation with, just approach them and start where we started. Say, so just tell me your story. Tell me your story. Let's not argue about politics. I just want to hear, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your lived experience. Tell me how you grew up. What did it look like? Tell me some of the painful experiences. You know, we're talking about Emily Rahube, and you mentioned that one of our our black legends has just passed on. Well, well, that's who you're talking about. And I just think her opening up on stage that day, uh, so so some of our people may not know, but she shared some of the most hectic experiences from growing up in apartheid South Africa. And that immediately just 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 drew us to her because she was so vulnerable. And she was so gracious in sharing. And so I think, guys, um, if we want to encourage you, it's just to find a person that, that, or group of people that, that you have some sort of rapport with or some sort of connection to at church 
and start there. Just start with your stories and let the conversation. Trust the Lord. Like like Black said so many times, there you know there are going to be times when we offend each other. That's what true friendship is. But you trust the Lord in all of this to say He's sovereign over all of this, and He wants us to find each other to the point that He shed His own blood. And so and so we trusting as we as we do something that's slightly awkward and difficult and painful. It's ultimately the blood of Christ that we trust in. That is what that that's the foundation of our unity. So, so be bold and, and initiate a conversation and, and you're going to, you know, the, the Lord is good. You may make a friend along the way, which is such a priceless thing. A um, couple of other things, uh, the, just the last couple of things and I'll be brief. Hope. So, so in a, in a, in a culture that is so divided and, and, and there's just mud being thrown in every direction. And, and you can despair. As a South African, you can honestly despair. If all, you, if all you're engaging with is News, news 24 uh, um, and, and, and the comments after stories, it, it is, you know, it's, 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 it's quicksand. It drags you down and you can honestly despair and you can think, what hope is there? But for me, this has been a very hopeful conversation. And the reason it's been hopeful is because now, we may have done this imperfectly, but we've really tried, tried to pivot everything around the gospel. And that's the source of our hope. And so, so as you look at something that is so disgusting and so septic and so broken, you're either going to get sucked into all of that. The only, the only, the only, uh, um, the only lens we have, or the only the only antidote we have to that is this gospel lens. You look at it through the gospel, all of a sudden, you've got new eyes with which to see. And you can see that there's hope. So for me, it's been a massively hopeful. Uh, honestly, it's been the highlight of my week because there have been some discouraging things going on. Um, but, but chatting with you on this issue that is such a painful and such a recurring issue in our culture, uh, because they've been... To our, for our best efforts, they've been gospel-centered conversations. For that reason, they've been very hopeful conversations. And so, and so if you're despairing of, 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 of race and racism in our country and you're feeling hopeless in this area, can we commend a gospel conversation to you? Uh, find someone and say, let's think through all of this in light of Jesus and who he is. And let's keep dragging each other back to the cross and to Jesus and who he is and what hope there is in him. And finally, just to say what I said a moment ago, which is the gospel is enough. So it goes back to what we just said. The fact that we have hope at all in such a seemingly hopeless situation shows us again that the gospel is enough. You know, I just read this morning in, in, in 2 Peter, you have all you need. Peter addressing the saints, you have all you need for life and godliness. We have all we need, uh, and and we can trust in that. And I, and I feel like this exercise is the Lord once again being gracious and showing to us, no, 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 you have all you need. You have all you need in my son and in what I've spoken to you uh, in, in, in the word. Um, and, so, and so this for me has is, is just reaffirmed that truth. It's been a demonstration of that truth once again. The Lord just gently reminding us once again, no, 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 we have what we need. We have an abundance uh, in Christ and in his word. 
that seems like a good place to end it, man. Yeah, bro. That's it, man. Who knows? We may be back for one-offs, but we we hope yeah. and pray that this has been a blessing to you. Take care. Or, or, or we'll write a book. <laughs> or we'll write a book. <laughs> hey, we've really got eight, eight chapters. Hey, I yeah. love it, man. A project has just been born. So, hey, yeah. Look out for us at Exclusive Books. Until then, <laughs> cheers, everybody. Cheers, man.